0: Shooting Range, the game that separates the hot shots from the pot shots. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Joe, you're back, but you, you sound a little sad.
1: Yeah, you sound kind <laughs> of sad. I'm a little
2: sad. I'm a little sad because I was excited. I was like, you know, I was out for a little while. Then I came back for two episodes and I was out for two more episodes. And now I'm like, finally, I'm back and I can be back and I keep going. And I, you know, I can really give it my all. Uh, so I sat down and, I, you know, I, I played a good amount of uh The Nobu game Naga's we're playing ambition.
1: this week. Oh.
2: Yeah, Nobunaga's Ambition. And then uh, just about five minutes ago, uh, we were getting ready, and Mike said, like, all right, we all ready to record some Shooting Range? And I was like, I've never heard of that game. (laughs) So here I am. Uh, I just watched an eight-minute video of Shooting Range, and I'm just going to be along for the ride and and have some reactions. I won't vote at the end, and and I'll do better next time, listeners.
1: Yeah, you really kind of threw us under the bus in terms of uh, how we're – uh, how people see us in terms of our professionalism, but I do appreciate right, you right. Uh, keeping the integrity of the it. essential games list uh, <laughs> together by
2: not voting. Yeah, so it's I, very I, I couldn't bring myself to vote on the essential. Although I, I should just vote, uh, you know, because like now that Legend of Zelda is not on, like really, what integrity? Legend of Zelda Two is not on. What <laughs> integrity is there on the essential <laughs> games list?
1: <laughs> it's
0: it's all rigged. <laughs> I, I had to get it out of the way early this time, Joe if you don't mind yes could you maybe tell us your thoughts on nobunaga's ambition like in in less than five i would love to so
2: because <laughs> i because i have a lot prepared here and i, and I don't want to yeah i don't want, yeah, it, to don't to want it to go to waste so first of all just to just to shorten my whole my thought process on it i am very very impressed by by nobunaga's ambition i, I think it's I realized pretty quickly that I can't do what I what I often do and just kind of jump in and figure it out. Like this game needs like research and study before you can before you can play it. The the manual alone is like a textbook. Um, but I, but I appreciate the amount of work that went that goes into it and the amount of like detail that that is that is like that you can control in it. And the fact that you have to like collect, you know, you're collecting, you're basically like managing resources and you're you're changing the value of your town and you're <laughs> you're selling rice based on like the market price at the time and like i i mean i I played for quite a bit and I don't think I even scratched the surface of what you can do i i read on some, i read up on a lot of different strategies and and stuff that on how you can like um how you can best you know manage yourself in that game and found some like interesting strategies where you i don't know how you guys played but i ended up um taking the uh now I'm forgetting the name of it the uh Kakazaki I start I, I I started with with that territory which is like the island up north where there's only one territory bordering it and then this is all from a from someone that online that like had advice like this but then I um would take over the the one right below it and then I would have all of my troops in the one below it which is the only one that enemies can access but I was still getting resources from two different places all my troops in one place. And I sort of kind of moved out that way, making sure that there's always only a couple of points that could be battlegrounds for my.
1: Those choke points, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then, but I would get all kinds of resources, all kinds of taxes. I mean, I found that fascinating that you can raise the taxes and lower the taxes. And the more you raise the taxes, the more you're. the, the less loyalty the, the people will have. And there might be like a revolt. I mean, really just crazy amounts of detail. So I, I am really impressed. And I. If you want my like. Overall, essential vote. I got. I had a lot of other things to talk about, but I won't waste too much time here. Um, I think that this is, first of all, you know, it's, it's maybe a little bit of a niche market of like who would be into who is into this genre. Like, I know a lot of people love this genre, but I think even among those fans that that like this kind of game, this is kind of niche because of like it's got a little bit of a lack of like a, a lack of a nice coat of paint. There's there's just something about the limitations of the NES that make this i think to most people a hard entry point into this genre and and i think that like as much as people who really like this stuff might might really enjoy this and really appreciate it and like uh the the level of detail in it i think that it's it's the perfect example of a genre that that had so much improvement to be made that it might not be worth it for someone to jump back to, for everyone to jump back to this i don't think i can call it essential for everyone, I think it's like if you love these games, go back, give it a try. You'll probably like it. But I can't say that I would call it essential, just for the fact that I feel like there's a there's a quite a barrier to entry.
0: All right, I I liked. The, first off, great <laughs> sum. That was like I think we tried to Thank talk you. about the game a lot more than that, and it took us a long time to get to the points that you got to. So I really appreciate that. But also, like I was surprised to know how many of our listeners like. Played this game not like for the podcast, but even just like as kids, like rented it at game at a game store, like you know, not knowing probably what they were getting into, or just like being aware of it. This seems like one that just like is not talked about anymore. So I'm kind of surprised by the reception that we got for the episode and everything like that. But I think we all kind of came to that same agreement, right? Of yeah, it's it's a novelty thing. Even for the audience that enjoys it, and if you don't enjoy that, you're definitely not gonna like this.
1: Yeah, really. Uh, I really appreciate the. Uh, it was like a kids' vote. You know, when you were in like uh, uh elementary school, did you guys have kids' vote where you went and uh, you voted up for president and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I, yep. I like this is a really good like kids' vote for the essential games list. Like you definitely uh, agreed. It didn't count. <laughs> um, but, uh, it was still a very good, uh, a very, a very good summary and a, a very uh, uh, good analysis.
2: Yeah. So now, like when I grow up, I can actually maybe be affecting the essential games. Yeah. List myself.
1: yeah. When you grow up, you can vote for the essential games list.
2: Yeah. I might run for essential game.
0: <laughs> yeah. And maybe one day, you know, when you grow up, you'll be good at Nobunaga's ambition.
2: Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think that that's. That's never likely. say never.
0: That's something I would put on a resume, like completed Nobunaga's <laughs> yeah. ambition. I think you get any fifty job province edition. Yeah. yeah, fifty fifty <laughs> thieves edition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so like, can we can we move on now? Are we good to talk about the actual game that everybody is tuning in for this week? They've had enough. We gave them like over an hour of Nobunaga. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, let's let's do it. I'll I'll, I'll tag along.
0: I have a weird start to my, like, thought process about shooting range. Like, let's not even talk about the game for a minute, right? But when you think of a shooting range, right, I'm thinking, like, you know, targets, like, with the guys in the silhouettes and they have the, uh, you know, targets on their chest. Or I'm thinking, like, a carnival game, right, where you have, like, whether it's a water blaster or a little BB gun or something and you try to (laughs) knock down some some bottles or something – or maybe even a different kind of range, right, where it's like an archery or an axe-throwing thing. I, for some reason, starting up this game, didn't think that I was getting the kind of shooting range where you shoot real people with targets over their heads but don't (laughs) shoot the people. Like, I don't understand this. This doesn't even feel like a shooting range to me. Sean, can you help me out a little bit?
1: (laughs) Well I mean, okay, so you you pretty much just said all of the talking points for this episode in that <laughs> in that one run on sentence, um yeah, this game is it's just like any other like- sh- yeah shooting game that we play the the light gun, whether it's like uh. Uh, the paintball one or the, the other one with the, the, the terrorists on the plane or like, whatever, all of those, it's like those, except you're not shooting people and there's no implication that you're hurting them. It's just a bunch of things, whether it's, uh, whether it's people in like the old West or, uh, ghosts in the old West or, or, uh, uh, some stuff in space, the moon. Yeah. Some stuff on the moon. Um, Regardless of what they are, they're all just holding the same target, and you're not supposed <laughs> to shoot them, you're supposed to shoot the target. And that that's pretty much it. Like, you, you shoot them, they drop, like, energy pickups. It, it's all very strange.
0: Right. It, Pretend it's a simulation, though, right? Like, you're supposed to believe that, like, all of this is just for fun and you're being tested on your skills. Why would the objective be to shoot the, like, peppermint wheels above their heads... Rather than the actual people,
1: like yeah, if I see a if I see a vampire that like looks like it wants to suck my blood, or some kind of strange monster, like or hiding a Native around, American, or. Uh, Excuse me.
0: It's like crazy, right? It's like, why is that a target?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, also, you know, bandits are are on the same screen, uh, but like, but
0: there's actually no wait, wait. But there's no discerning like what is a bandit and what is a Native American. Like, it's like no. I'm saying like you should hit both because they both have targets over their head. Yes, the rewarded. targets
1: are there. But I guess like what my, my what I was about to say only makes sense when I'm talking about vampires, ghosts, and monsters. I would much rather shoot the vampire ghost monster than I would a target that it's holding
0: <laughs> that's true and you would assume that even in a simulation it would be okay to shoot the ghost knowing yeah. that it like, would do something whereas obviously shooting a ghost with bullets I mean I don't really know too much about ghosts but I'm assuming that's like useless right you can't shoot a ghost
1: well I've never tried I mean you can't
2: know have also you ever tried
0: a ghost in of, real
2: you know, life what are you shooting is it is it buckshot
0: Wait, oh, you mean, like, Joe, you were talking about what kind of ammunition are you shooting?
2: Yeah, like, is it, like, do you have, like, Ghostbuster weapons or something?
0: Oh, that's that's true. I'm talking about bullets. I'm talking about, like, well, actually, okay. no, Joe, great point. The game never shows you what you're <laughs> shooting, and we can only assume that it is a revolver because the zapper is kind of like a revolver. So, you know, maybe, for all we know, in that particular thing, we are holding some ghost-busting device
2: true and it's got to have silver bullets for the vampires right and uh yeah all
0: that's, that's what's pretty much all.
1: That's pretty much all you can assume like cuz like that, that's yeah. the one thing that like needs a special kind of bullet so you, i think you're shooting even uh uh i think you're shooting even like the the xenomorphs on the moon or the uh the bottles in the bar with silver bullets
2: yeah i i like that it's uh I like that you can have that sentence where you're fighting the xenomorphs on the moon. We also (laughs) just talked about fighting the vampires. And then there's one level that's just like the... It's just like a carnival game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the interesting thing here, as Sean mentioned, of the settings is there's the Wild West, a haunted house, and the moon. And you know what? I'm fine with that. Personally, we're at the stage now in 1989 where I think there could have been like seven more stages. I don't know why it stops at three, I don't know who would be satisfied by that. But there's also, like, a long period of time in each of these levels where you are doing the same thing over and over again to get to the next stage. And I, I'm, not, I'm not asking for, like, the game to be easy or anything, but the repetition of just seeing the same two types of enemies over and over and over again until you satisfy some some point threshold is, like, we're way past that because this isn't an arcade game. This was made for the NES, so there should have been either more things to do on a particular stage, right? Like, I could think even just in the Wild West setting, right? There's so much other things that you could shoot that could even just be fun, interactive things, like shooting a little, like, beer bottle on the side of a saloon or something and that getting you, like, extra bonus points. There's so many other things you could do, but at the end of the day, the game just wants you to be, like, Shoot the peppermint wheel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of disagree with what you're saying. And then it's not an arcade game. Like, it, it, yeah, it's not an arcade cabinet and you're not playing it at the arcade. But this game from top to bottom is designed to be an at home arcade game. Like everything is points at the end. It shows you uh, a a score table. Uh, you get medals Um, like it, this is totally supposed to be played in that way. But I I do agree that like it, this would be a lot more interesting if it did stuff that isn't particularly arcade like like those cute little interactive bits like I think like if you're in if you're in the Wild West there's got to be like a weird building with a bell and if you shoot the bell the bell rings and stuff like that that sort of stuff but like no this is the most the the purest and barest form of just a light gun competition i guess
0: yeah because i guess that's what i was trying to say is like yes it is an arcade game like totally taking inspiration from all that stuff but we've decided at least on this show that like the console experience needs to offer something like different right the reason to play it at home the arcade gets away with this because you put in the quarter you get your like five minutes of fun and then you like walk away from it and the next kid puts in his quarter when you buy the game at full price and then it just winds up to be the 5 minute experience. Yeah. Now we have a problem.
1: It's pretty incredible like that like there's yeah there's the three settings that granted that there's four games and then like one bonus mode with like that where it just says shooting range and you shoot. Uh you shoot the targets without any <laughs> without any dressing like ghosts or xenomorphs it's just targets coming out of holes. Um but so that's a total of five different uh I guess like backgrounds like painted backdrops to do the exact same thing. It's 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 yeah. very str- I don't know like what how much this game cost when it came out but I hope it wasn't full price.
2: <laughs> I I think that what it's you know what it, what it misses is like I think it's is nicely like represented in those first three light gun games we played which were Duck Hunt, Wild Gunman and um Hogan's Alley. Hogan's Alley, thank you. Where, like, they they each kind of gave you, like, a different reason to play a light gun game. Whereas, like, Duck Hunt was all about aim. uh Hogan's Alley was all about, like, decision-making, quick decision-making. And Wild Gunman was all about, like, reflexes and reaction time. Whereas this just doesn't... <laughs> I mean, I guess you, this is about aim also, but, like, worse than Duck Hunt, it, it it looks like. I mean, was it easier than Duck Hunt, or was it harder? It was way easier. Yeah, it looks easier. The problem is, like like you're saying,
0: in duck hunt, it's about aim because the ducks move sporadically across the screen, but also like diagonally, left to right. They they appear in and out here because you're. I mean, like I guess like the ghosts and the vampires are somewhat of a uh, exception to that, and you know, I'm saying for the most part, the enemies just move horizontally across the screen, and if you give them enough time, then they'll shoot back at you or whatever. But otherwise, it's you know a straight shot to set up you just have to be prepared for them to appear on the screen
2: yeah yeah i i I just think that if if yeah if if a game is going to use the light gun it seems so far from what we've what we've seen We've, we've gotten a couple others that i liked but i feel like if a game is going to use the light gun it needs to do something unique or just something interesting and different you know or like there's i feel like the light gun is not A game in and of itself and i feel like some of these developers seem to think that like hey as long as you can aim and shoot we can make a game but like i I feel like it does need a good reason to like deserve light gun use yeah
0: right and it's kind of bizarre that you know the three games that you mentioned are 1985 games and i wouldn't just say that like they're they're stronger from a gameplay perspective. I think the presentations are even better in, like, say, say, let's just use Hogan's Alley as an example there, right? Because they're kind of trying to do the same thing, like a shooting range, granted that Hogan's Alley is more of like a test of decision making on you make sure you don't kill the good people. But like that was done like so smart from a perspective of having it be at a like FBI training headquarters and everybody being cardboard cutouts and You have to wait for them to appear. You know, here, all of that is lost in favor of, like, what looks like those first rounds of, like, third-party games that we were getting when when people started making games for the NES. This one just feels like it's jumping into the party so late, but missing all of the directions that the Zapper has gone in since. I mean, you have... Duck Hunt, Hogan's Alley, and Wild and laid down the, like, blueprint, right? But then you had Gumshoe, which tried something completely different and tried to do, like, a uh, platformer with the Zapper. Yeah. And uh, even Gotcha, uh, you know, made it into, gotcha like, the a... sport, yes. Yeah, made it into, like, a competitive, like, sporting thing with paintball and stuff. Freedom Force and Operation Wolf. Operation Wolf's an essential game right now, and both of those took... Everything that we liked about Duck Hunt, Hogan's Alley, and Wild Gunman, and put like a narrative over them and made it a more like, uh, cohesive experience where like the levels get tougher and you have to, um, you have to use all three of those skills, decision making, uh, aim and reflexes. So very time like, crisis y. Right. Exactly. Shooting range goes back on all of that and instead makes like the equivalent of like a modern day plug and play game.
1: Yeah, this is definitely regressive, I would say, in terms of game design and uh, just effort, it seems. I, I have. I don't really know what else to say about this game.
0: I have something to say. It's, it's say surprising, it. okay? You know, sometimes you guys are shocked when I don't have all the information. I remember, uh, Sean, recently I didn't get to, like, the end, I didn't know how, like, the game ended, and you were like, what do you mean? You're, like, the host of the show, right? And I agree, that's my problem, like, I should have known. However, it's even more concerning when I feel like Wikipedia doesn't know what's going on. And I went to Shooting Range, I went to the Wikipedia stub for Shooting Range, and it says, this video game involves mini games resembling the Old West. With the exception being the moon level,
1: because oh my god, not, I read this. Because I read people that. did not land so on the funny. moon
0: until the 1960s. <laughs> and That's, I think, yeah,
1: that has ahead. to be that has to be like some guy making a joke, and it just got through. Like nobody, no, none of the editors caught it, uh, and it just has stayed there. I don't know how long that edit has been live. But we read the same thing. I it I laughed out loud when I read that. <laughs> I,
2: I like the idea that, that like it's suggesting that this moon level represents more of the nineteen sixties than like once we landed on the moon, yeah, then we were fighting xenomorphs and like or two like frog monsters.
1: Or that the game is supposed to be like like based on a true story or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right, right. Or that like that the haunted house is like definitively Wild West or Old West in yeah. their words, right? Like I wouldn't say that. I mean I I guess maybe a little bit like the house itself looks like it's from the 1800s, but yeah. I wouldn't assume unless the, the ghost is wearing a cowboy hat and I missed it. Well, it
1: definitely, I mean, look at the, if you look at the stuff, like it, it's definitely like in the desert and, um, uh, uh, ish because like, it's not, it's not green on the ground. I mean, that said there is an inexplicably evil looking, uh, like, uh, tree in the background, tree, which yeah. isn't very Western, but it it, it kind of looks like old Westy. So
0: yeah, it, I, I, I thought it looked old like West. like a haunted
2: saloon or something. Yeah.
0: All right, all right. Conceding even that, the sentence <laughs> still it just doesn't even make sense. Uh, even though people did not land on the moon until the 1960s, <laughs> the game came out in 1989. All right, uh, that's the 20th anniversary of the landing on the moon. Oh, there it so, is. If anything, you know, every game should feature the moon by that (laughs) logic.
1: (laughs) No, it's a great... That that was a great... That's one of my favorite sentences on Wikipedia.
0: Yeah. And this is supposed to be a party game, right? Like, at the end of the day, this is supposed to be a game that, like, you and a couple friends, like, take turns or play the two-player mode of the... uh, Literally, the mode is called Party Game. Uh, You know, you're supposed to do that, and yet I can't feel... Like this, you know, this particular two-player experience, it, it doesn't feel alive. It doesn't actually feel like two people would be playing together, if that makes sense. It's almost like you're just both shooting at things on the screen and they're happening. But when you play the party game mode by yourself, the second player's stuff is still up and, and moving and activating. And it's just like you can hit those two <laughs> if you want or just ignore them because that's supposed to be when you have a second zapper.
1: Oh, so you can play that simultaneously? I thought it was like turn, like you take turns.
0: Oh, you know, I guess I, I guess that's true. It doesn't really make sense then, right? I was thinking you would need like a multi tap for that, you know, so this way you would have the port for it. But yeah, I yeah. guess you would take turns. I guess I just interpreted that as like it looks like it's for both players to play at the same time. But I was giving the game too much credit. Of course, the game wouldn't <laughs> let you play at the same time.
1: Yeah, I don't know how that would work.
0: No, well, it should work.
1: I mean, yeah, in like in the in a perfect world but yeah. i don't know if, if yeah we well that's do true it. right yeah. it,
0: it, technically the way the zapper works it can only record like one input at a time if both people shoot it's not going to register the other person's shot
2: yeah well, is that necessarily true I, I know that there's a way that they can you can have like you can have one uh i guess it depends yeah i guess it is true they <laughs> say so you can have you can have things blinked
1: we're we're the authority on on 80s uh camera
0: in gun technology so uh uh, how dare you joe you are right theoretically because technically like it the frame is captured as like that particular shooter's frame but if there were two players i you know i don't know how many how often they would land on the same exact frame of the shot theoretically they could stagger their shots and both would be registered
2: yeah i i was um thinking of how they're able to have two targets on the screen and have them blink like a different amount of times and that would register but I, I was confusing that with having two zappers still feel like there might be a way but i don't know how also sean i didn't hear what you said but it sounded like you insulted me i can't tell
1: oh it was a little bit like that yeah
0: okay Just i think sure. i think he said he has like a phd will keep that in, in mind zapper <laughs> uh technology oh, okay. in <laughs> 1980s well, so zapper technology yeah Here's a little trivia thing, okay? Bandai made this game, and it, for only the Japanese audience, Bandai made their own, like, zapper gun. Um, I forget what it's called. I think it was called, like, the Ultra Gun or something like that. And it's, like, an Uzi instead of a uh revolver. Oh, And I wow. just think, like, what's even funnier is, was that Uzi made to be paired up with shooting range? <laughs> like... Is like, that what you were using? Is because it a
1: single-shot Uzi?
0: Yeah, a single-shot <laughs> Uzi that also, I don't know about you guys, but to me, I don't think they had Uzis in the Old West.
2: <laughs> well, they did so on they, the moon. They had them
0: on the moon. Check the
2: Wikipedia so. <laughs> page. When were Uzis invented? It should say right on the wiki.
0: Yeah, I'm going to find the name of that, um, that Bandai gun, so this way everybody knows what I'm talking about. But maybe YouTube could come up with one more thing to say about shooting range in the meantime. Uh, yeah, I got
2: it. Uh, go ahead.
1: Go ahead, Joe. No, you played the game. I did play the game. I insist. uh, I would <laughs> I would say that one of the most inexplicable scenes in this game uh, is after is after you finish the shooting range like party game thing, and then you get this uh this two frame animation that just says congratulations, you are a wonderful player. And then for some reason, like you're you're on the top of a podium, no one else is there. There's no second or third <laughs> pra- place. But you're just surrounded by either Playboy playmates or bunny women. I don't really know what it means, <laughs> uh, but it's there. Uh, and I think you're also in space. Uh, so that's that's sort of where this game is. I I don't know what kind of Fro- Freudian techniques I could come up with <laughs> to describe like the decision making there, but it's there.
2: Also, you're in space. I'm looking at it now. You're in space, but if you look behind you, the stars are in like this weird like. Just certain tiles have stars. Yeah, like this weird like grid form, and then other tiles are just completely it's like, blank.
1: I think it's the cosmic background radi- radiation of the universe. Like that—that that might be what that is.
2: Um. Oh yeah, that must, that must be. What, yeah, that must be what they're going for. <laughs> uh, did anybody uh, pause the game? Uh.
1: I did not. I I did not pause. I didn't did think of a reason
0: to pause. The, the, game, oh, the, the game gives I, you a lot of time between enemies and stuff to deal with things, <laughs> so I didn't think of a reason to pause. What do you got?
2: Well, I was just going to say that it gives me incentive. I was curious if there was any interesting pause sounds or anything that was happening. It gives me incentive to go back and play. Yeah, so uh, Joe, pause. why
1: don't you, like, after this episode, go back and play... Uh, shooting range and then at the top of the next episode (laughs)
2: we'll well, talk (laughs) for five
1: or six minutes about uh, the pause sound
2: honestly i will just have to be catching up now for the rest of the (laughs) whole series i'm gonna have to every episode
0: talk about the episode before (laughs) i might really do that i think that's a great idea i think you should do that we'll see uh you know here's the thing okay i did find the name of the um the other, the Bandai official Famicom Zapper accessory that they released, and that was a mouthful of words. But then, Sean, you got me thinking about the bunny girls, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I think that is, like, that's a thing in Japan. I don't think that's, like, Playboy <laughs> uh, bunnies. I oh. think that's, like, you know, I'm thinking about, like, that episode of Dragon Ball where Bulma has to dress up like a bunny girl, and I think that's just, like, a <laughs> thing in culture. She has to? She has to. Oh. It's like an iconic costume of hers. Okay, and that was around the same time, you know. Dragon Ball was big in Japan in '89. So,
1: yeah, um, I wonder. I wonder what that's about.
0: Yeah, it was called the Hyperscope. Was the name of the did it come with a scope? What
1: did it come with a scope?
0: It did not come with a scope, as best as I can tell. (laughs) It literally, honestly, if you brought this thing to school, you would. be like you know you would not make it to second period with this, <laughs> the, with this thing and and i'll show you guys right now but i will also post in the um in the show notes here for everybody else this way they can see it but this is oh like,
1: dear god
0: yeah i i can see why they never brought this thing over to north america just because that's a problem like <laughs> yeah that's a, that looks like it's like heavy
2: that. too it's got a clip like that doesn't look like cheap plastic
0: yeah, yeah, they should have made like yeah, they should have put like an orange like tip on it or something <laughs> yeah. or even yeah. Just usually like... you
1: can see that from the side, but no, that looks like, either somebody painted over it or that that's just how it came. I guess like you know the uh the uh the NES cord um coming from the stock would <laughs> would tip you off, but it's it's easy to hide that. <laughs>
0: And what do you think about the conspiracy theory of Bandai naming their um accessory the Hyperscope and Konami officially releasing even in North America the Laser Scope? That was the thing that you wore on your head that for some reason had like a microphone looking thing on it and um you could also use that as a zapper. It's a it, it was, was like a microphone? voice command. It was a voice command zapper.
2: Shoot. Shoot. Wait, did you like look you would through, point you at,
0: at the target. Yeah, you would look through the target, and wherever you saw allegedly, it would shoot that particular thing on screen. But you would have to, you know, you probably would just say ah over and over again and ah. of shoot. I can't imagine, <laughs> Sean. Would you really say shoot? Like uh, <laughs> I don't after like know. the tenth after the tenth time of wearing that thing, would you? I mean, the, <laughs> okay.
1: So uh, what game? Was it released with a game? Is it like a futuristic like space combat game or something that would make some contextual sense to have this ridiculous thing or was it just like oh have this now
0: well the best i can tell there's no uh, game coming up on our list that konami made that um that would have been bundled with this but um, because
1: otherwise like yeah i mean i would probably go oh wait here it is I,
0: i did get it it's called laser invasion and we'll be playing it in 1991
1: all right well i think that's enough time to to get her hands on one of these oh i'm gonna get my
0: hands on one of these don't you worry about it
2: It, it (laughs) i think this looks cool i i I want one of these now
0: it's got stereo turbo (laughs) stereo turbo i think they mean two separate things i think they mean it has stereo sound and turbo activation or something but i don't know how what would turbo is your (laughs) own voice right like you would just say shoot 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 shoot. you just have to say it faster You would be the turbo. You could just I mean, run your... Maybe lips, you could right? like...
2: It's like holding the button down. You can just say like... Shoo, right,
0: but would it you just be
2: like... Just...
0: Like, would you <laughs> yeah. just do that and that's the turbo?
1: No, I think like... Okay, if you don't want to be immersed... Yeah, if I want to be immersed in this future game that this episode isn't about, um, and I'm wearing this ridiculous device that's probably not going to fit our heads because it's made for children... Um, that I'd kid's probably, got a big head.
0: The kid on I the mean, box has a huge yeah, head. <laughs> that's true.
1: I would, uh, I would just say things like, Engage. Or, like, make it so. Or, thanks for Star Trek, I think.
2: Because it looks like from this box that you're supposed to be, you're, like, giving the command for someone else to shoot, right?
1: Well, no, it's, like, you know, it's just a futuristic uh, advanced targeting solution.
2: Oh, I I just thought because of those helicopters behind you that you're, like, commanding them.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. I guess that works.
2: I mean, it could be either way. I want to use this for, like, duck hunt. I want to have this like futuristic thing on and be just like quack. Yeah, engage yeah. on that duck. You know? Engage. Yeah.
0: I like the idea of you wearing a laser scope and just going to your like public park and the duck just being like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Like it's th- it's this guy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ugh.
0: All right, and that's how you draw out an episode of shooting range. Yeah, um, we, we hit that thirty-minute mark. Yeah, we are definitely at the thirty-minute mark, and we can now safely move into the most obvious thing that happens on every single episode. We we have never missed it. Uh, it is called the Essential Games List. And we're going to do it right now. It's, what do we do on the Essential Games List, Sean? Well. Sean, I'm going to stop you right there because everybody knows what we do on the Essential Games List. So let's just do it. And let's start with you. Please vote. Okay. Um, from what you've gathered,
1: uh, this is a pretty bare bones entry into the NES catalog. Uh, not even like, e- even if we're just going by light gun games, like, this is the most standard, like, template of a game that I can think of. So, in no way is this essential. Uh, no,
0: no, I, I don't think you've ever been so definitive. I don't <laughs> think you've ever said no,
2: <laughs> no.
0: All right, Joe, it, you're not voting, but do you have any last words? <laughs> what are you going to kill me now?
2: <laughs> do you, do you, yeah, you want my, <laughs> you want my kids pick the president vote?
0: Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's all been said, but uh, it's, it's clearly like, it feels like a prototype, like, uh, like beta test of like what could be done before duck hunt even came out uh you know what i mean like it feels like it's just like a proof of concept almost it's it's so simple i don't know what the uh idea was with making not like making them real targets but then not real targets having having them go everywhere it looks kind of strange i don't know maybe when i play it i'll change my mind but right now i'm going to say no
0: <laughs> all right and no it's, yeah, it's it's definitely a no from me as well, but if we put games on the Essential Games list just based on their titles, this one still wouldn't make it. It's not a shooting range. It doesn't <laughs> feel like a shooting range. It doesn't know what a shooting range is, and who knows? Maybe it's called Old West Haunted House on the Moon in Japan, and that like makes a lot of sense, and it's like, oh, maybe it should be on the Essential Games list. But because they butchered the localization, I cannot put it on the Essential Games list.
1: Wait, hold on. I think I'm, I may have just, uh, uh, resurrected this game, so to speak. Um, shooting range. The first episode is out west. People have ranges out west. Home, home on the range. You're shooting on the range, shooting range.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. It was it. And yeah. the moon.
2: <laughs> there's a great range away from us.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then there's probably one more thing we can fit in there, right? Yeah. Well, what's the haunted house, right? It's like it's you know the whether ghosts are real, like you know there's a large range on that spectrum.
2: Uh, it, yeah. In, even right? in a there's haunted a, house, a wide range of enemies in the haunted house. Uh, yes, exactly. If the
1: if the haunted house is old enough, uh, the people that live there may have called their stove a range.
2: Right.
0: right. Oh, there you go. Great. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it is. Uh, but it, I don't think you resurrected it enough. Oh, um, okay. But that, that's Sorry. okay. You did you did a good try. And we're going to try to get another game on the Essential Games list next week when we play Street Cop, a game that um, is one of those things where, like, when you type in Street Cop on Wikipedia, <laughs> it redirects you to the Power Pad page. It doesn't even oh, get its no. own page. It is a Power Pad game. Um, and, uh, that's surprising. What do you think a street cop power pad game is like?
1: Um, are you just chasing bad guys, like, down the street?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're just a cop with some sick dance moves. It's like DDR, <laughs> but for cops.
2: Ooh. <laughs> I, think I still talked- want to see.
0: Didn't we talk about street I Club t- though, street cop, at one point?
1: I... Don't remember that.
0: I think we did because it has a clubbing action on the power. Oh, pad. So it's clubbing. Like, I think we were saying like, yeah, like <laughs> tap with your right foot to club or something. I think we said this like a hundred episodes ago when we were first covering power pad games. Wow.
1: That's a great memory you have there.
0: Well, we're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, really? Um, yeah, well, nobody I, has I a better memory see... than Joe.
2: I, yeah, well, I, it wasn't a memory problem. It was just me not looking at the right game. Um, <laughs> I still want to see uh, a game that that incorporates the Power Pad and the Zapper. That would be great. You know, you could run and shoot. Almost like VR. Right. And it could get the uh, Virtual Boy Advance. There you go. Yeah, plug them all in.
0: Why not? Why not? Let's get all those things next week. Join us every Friday, 8 a.m. on Posting the Episodes. That's like... A whole nother time if you live in another time zone, but don't worry, it comes to you too. Stay them on Fridays unless you live in like Australia, I suppose. By then it's Saturday. Uh, I think we have, and we're in Eastern listener. Standard Time Zone. Yeah, what Australian listener uh, do we have, and do you listen to these episodes on Saturday? That's an interesting question, Australian listener, because we do have one of you. So please let us know on uh, the Twitter at NostalgiaCast. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts as somebody who sees the world upside down and until then put way too be- much
1: pressure on this guy you don't you don't have to respond you can just keep listening if you want
0: oh yeah that's true too everybody's allowed to keep listening but <laughs> the people who tweeted us stay in our brains <laughs>